bottom line is if you're not getting clients, and this is what I say with networking in general, if you're not getting clients from networking, then what I look at is how are you talking about what are you doing? How are you speaking about what are you doing, what you're doing? Are you referable? Are you using language we can understand? Is it easy for us to remember what you do to tell somebody else? Are you clear? Those are things that make it easy for people to say yes to you. It's Lift As We Climb, a show that shares secrets about growing your business from the eWomen Premier Success Coaches and outstanding members from all around the world. I'm Pat Miller, the Idea Coach and your host of the show. On today's show, we'll talk with Premier Success Coach Cricket Harrison about speaking as a tool to grow your business, and Jennifer Buchholz, an eWomen member in Milwaukee, about the ABCs of negotiation. From asking for a break on your lease to collecting from a client, we'll learn how to get better at having hard conversations. Lift As We Climb is sponsored by The Expressory, your relationship-building concierge, The LinkedIn Lifestyle, secrets and strategies to be a LinkedIn star, and Cultivating Sales, the all-in-one CRM for sales and marketing. So picture yourself sitting in an e-women meeting and watching one of your colleagues or the managing director standing in front of the group, sharing their expertise, getting noticed, and seemingly crushing their business goals. Some members have made speaking a tool. They use it to open new markets, generate leads, and grow, while others have sat back and thought, mm, I don't know if I can do that. Or, well, that has to be something you're just given as a gift because you can't learn to speak like that. It can be learned. We often think about using social media advertising or email marketing to grow our businesses, but finding a way to confidently stand and deliver your area of brilliance is empowering, effective, and I got to admit, it's a lot of fun. When your speaking game is on point, you'll meet more people, be seen as a thought leader, and frankly, be able to charge higher rates because you'll have elevated your profile and you'll be in demand. If you don't know where to begin on developing your speaking skills, hey, there's a premier success coach for that. Cricket Harrison, the CEO of Smart Success, is available to help you step out on stage and share your story. Cricket, when it comes to speaking as a tool to grow the business, how effective is it as a strategy and why does it work? I want to set a foundation first because I think people like to presume, and for everyone listening, if you've heard me speak, you have heard me say this. Introverts, do not check out on me. This is for you too. You do not get to hide. Just like comedians and actors, a lot of our professional speakers are introverts. So I just want to make sure you guys pay attention or you gals pay attention or whoever's out there. Uh, you speak about what you do every single day. You have a voice and you have a platform because you, you're speaking about something that you believe in or that you do. You just may not be using a stage. And it's really important to understand that with that voice, you have the opportunity to affect change, whether it be change in your direction to get clients, which there's nothing wrong with, or, you know, some people come to me and they want to speak because they want to change something bigger in their space, in their world or in their community or whatever, or in their schools, even how do I get, how can I be listened to better? How do I speak so that others will listen? But in terms of building your business, it really is the absolute fastest way to establish expert status. When you see people go up on stage or be brought up on stage, there's kind of this subconscious idea going on of you assume they've been vetted, you assume they have a message that, that's important for the room, and you assume and you hope and pray that they'll be good. And as a speaker, it's our job not to lose our credibility once we're up there. 
You know, we've been given a great opportunity and honor to speak in front of a group. And it's our job to hold on to that and make sure we live up to that as opposed to letting the audience down. So, you know, it's and plus when you're sharing, the more you speak and the more you, you've been out there and have a message, people share your information. They share your name. And at some level and some tipping point, you know, the media gets a hold of it or radio gets a hold of it or you know, you get a TEDx talk that rocks into a TED talk, there, there's always a next level to go. And, and I think the biggest thing about speaking is it's really the biggest way to affect change. So how do we learn what to talk about? We don't want to stand up in front of everyone and bore them with like our website come to life and describe everything about what our business is. How do we pick a topic that's compelling for someone to have a speech people want to listen to? Okay, I love I love that question because you just gave me a flash to those old days where the slides went in the projector and everybody would be sit stucking stuff watching little family photo slides that were those little bitty ones, you know, back in the day. Again, really dating myself here. Um, so I I think a lot of it goes, you know, the way I was trained, and I think this is really what works in the industry is you know, and I harp on this a lot, you have to know what's the problem you're solving. And you have to make sure that the audience in your you're in front of, that it's a universal enough problem that people in the room have it, or they know lots of people that have it. Right. And so many people get up and they're so excited about their product and all the stuff they want to give to the audience, that they forget to think about what does the audience actually need from them. And we all know that sometimes what the audience wants versus what they need, we can see are, are two different things, right? And we have to make sure that we have a depth of knowledge and experience. That's part of what gives us the credibility to speak on our subject in the first place. You know, if you've only been doing what you've been doing one year, then you really are going to have to find a way. Either you went from zero to a million overnight, and if you do, we all want to know who you are. Um, or you have to show that you blew the trends and the stats out of the water. Otherwise, you don't have enough depth of knowledge and experience. What we find for most people is there's something they've been doing a really long time. And a lot of times it's something that has crossed different, different jobs or different careers or industries that really gives them the depth of knowledge they have. So I have depth of knowledge and experience from being a lead trainer for a speaking company but I also have depth of knowledge and experience from starting to speak when I was 10 years old in the fifth grade or 11, whatever we were, right? So there's a whole different level there that I can, I can pull from. Plus, I surround myself with a professional field that I'm in. So I'm constantly learning and what's next, you know, what's next for us with Zoom and platforms and people trying to moderate and host events. What's that next thing look like? So you have depth of knowledge and experience. And I, and I always tell my clients to, to, when it comes to how do I know the problem I solve or that I want to solve, what gives me the right to speak about that is my depth of knowledge and experience. And so it's kind of some puzzle pieces we put together that, uh, you know, if I've got somebody talking about finances, it's because they've been a financial planner for 5, 10, 15 years. And so they have lots of data and experiences to rely on. Right. If I talk to somebody that's uh, a health coach who's going to talk to us about fitness or talk to us about exercise, typically it's somebody that's been in the industry longer than a year, meaning, and I want to be really clear with this, meaning it's something they've probably done or been a big value of exercising or working out or eating healthy all their life, or at least the past couple of years, even if they didn't have a business then, right? It's not like they just woke up in the midst of what we're going through and said, okay, well, 
you know, what I was doing wasn't working. So today this looks like it's working for other people. So I'm going to do X and then you want to go speak on X, right? So even if you've just started your business, you somewhere typically have depth of knowledge and experience personally in your life, in what you've done uh, that, that supports your expertise status. And that's where you pull from to what to talk about. What's the problem I see people having? What are the stories and the points I can share to help them understand or see that there's a, a solution to this problem and that I'm the expert that can provide that solution? People that aren't speaking now, watching people who are speaking, I think they can relate with the idea of the status upgrade or how good it would feel to be up there. But what are some of the measurements of success that you observe or have observed? So you're speaking to a room of 40 people about a problem that you can solve. What are some of the common outcomes and, and things that happen when you do it well? Like how good could it be if you get good at it? So when you do it well, you get clients and you get more gigs. So it's one thing. And I always, I always tell um, very lovingly, I always say, everybody coming up to you going, oh, that was great. And just kind of smiling. That's the kiss of death, right? It's nice and it's lovely and we appreciate it. But those don't typically convert. So it's, you know, people are going to congratulate you and that's fine. Uh, and we like that and we all want to feel good. But if you're not converting, if people aren't coming to you, and this is one of the things I'm a big prop proponent of, is you do such a good job that people are asking and desiring more of you. And they come to you and they're, they're doing this virtually too. This can totally be done virtually. Um, you know, I was speaking last night and I couldn't read the whole chat, but I saw this thing pull up with all these numbers and it says, I'm calling you. I definitely want to work with you. I, I'll, I was halfway through a 20 minute talk or whatever, right? It's, um, you've got to be compelling enough that people are, and now it doesn't mean it's always going to work. Okay. So, and we, we, you know, there's negotiations, there's that second call, the sales call, that kind of stuff. But if you're not having people refer you for other speaking gigs, give you names, this is who I want to inter make introductions for you to other speaking groups or to other people who could be clients or come up to you and say, I need what you have. I want to talk about working with you or can I schedule a call with you? Then we need to look at both the message and the problem you solve. And if, if we feel like the message is good and the problem you solve is good, then we have to go back and look at delivery. And that's really a hard one for a lot of people. But speaking is, is really at, at, at its base level of performance. It's like performance marketing, right? And, you know, bottom line is if you're not getting clients, and this is what I say with networking in general, if you're not getting clients from networking, then what I look at is how are you talking about what are you doing? How are you speaking about what are you doing, what you're doing? Are you referable? Are you using language we can understand? Is it easy for us to remember what you do to tell somebody else? Are you clear? Right? Those are things that make it easy for people to say yes to you. We spent a bunch of time talking about people that aren't speaking yet, but with your depth of experience and the coaching that you do, let's talk about the people that are speaking right now. Without naming names, can you share a few pet peeves or things that drive you crazy that you wish people would stop doing while they're talking? Because I'm sure you have a list of things you tell people to stop doing immediately as soon as they become your client. You know, it's funny. I, I don't do a cookie cutter approach because I really like uh, seeing people's different styles and hearing accents. You know, back years ago, there was this whole thing like dictation. And if you were especially in broadcast or something, you had to get rid of the accent and get rid of all that stuff. I love seeing that about people now. A couple of things that 
that I tell my I tell my clients other options is the there was an old style out there where we when you have 15 or 20 minutes of a talk nobody wants to hear 10 minutes about you right and we don't want to hear this is for you if and the reason you should listen to me we have already given you our attention and this is the best example of that I can give if you go to a concert you're going to go see Elton John in concert and you're excited and you're there. You have already bought the ticket. You have shown up. You know who's going to be on stage. Do you want Elton John to come out and say, hello, my name is Elton John. I've been singing and a musician for 60 years. I started when I got like, you don't want him to justify why he's there, right? He has the stage. You want him to start. You want him to give you something good. And so I really prefer my speakers to get up and just start talking. Just bring us in with a story or a question, but I want those questions to be really good, provocative questions. Uh, the other thing that I think is really hard for all of us is learning how to manage hand movement. And I'm guilty of that too. And it's really funny because sometimes I watch a video of myself and it's like, I did a great job. And other times, you know, it looks like I'm trying to take off and we all go through that. And I'm always trying to think to myself, what was different? What was different about my energy, the audience or whatever, that I was different? And again, that's why we do tapes and we look back at things because we have to learn from that. And my other thing that I really, really encourage my clients to do is if you are only up at a networking event for 15 minutes or 20 minutes, especially in our e-women environment where it is so absolutely loving and supportive. And here's the thing. Every speaker knows the audience wants you to succeed. They want you to do well. And when you are telling your stories and you mess something up, as long as you just keep going and don't acknowledge it, we don't know because it's your story. You could take it any direction you want. And unless we've heard it before, we don't know. So, you know, just, just keep going, have confidence. You don't need note cards. You don't need note cards. We don't want more than really three points in 15 minutes anyway. Our brains can't handle it. Uh, I see a few people who do really well with more points. I don't see people who do really well and crush it with note cards. And that's not, that's outside of you women. That's everywhere that I am. Now, if you're quoting something and you say, I want to get this quote just right. And you hold it up. Or I do a talk where I use the, the live news from that morning. So whatever time of day it is, I go in that morning and I pull out the news headlines. And so I'll say this and I'll have a little, cause I can't remember every news headline. And I'll say, this was in the news this morning you know, and we talk about it and I, I'll use that. And then really all it is, is, is the headlines from the morning because we know our stuff. And as experts, we have to trust that we know our stuff and our stories. This show is about exposing everyone in the eWomen network to the depth of knowledge inside the Premier Success Coach program. And as a Premier Success Coach, Cricket will take your call. You get two free calls to learn from someone like her. So if someone wants to start your uh, coaching and work with you to become a speaker, how does that work if someone books that 30-minute call with you? It's really simple, and it's a lot of fun. I, I've been doing a lot of them lately. They they book through the website, and we set up a time, and we just start with where they're at now. Usually, they come in with something they've done, or they want to get clear on their message, or they're not getting clients, and they want to talk about how they talk about what they do. And that's where I, That's how I talk about messaging. So there's marketing messaging, and then there's messaging in terms of the spoken word and how you speak about what you do so that others can understand you. So it really, for them, depends on where they're coming in and what's the goal they want. It's like anything else. What's, you know, 
the problem I solve with my talk is one thing. And then my goal is to help you with the problem you have to solve that problem and to figure out the problem you're solving with your messaging or your talk. And it just depends on which door they're coming in from where we go. Thanks to Premier Success Coach Cricket Harrison of Smart Success for coming on the show. She's available to you for a free 30-minute coaching call. Just book your time through the eWomen Network homepage. Also, Cricket's contact information is listed in the show notes for easy access. So, have you had any tough conversations lately? If you're like me, you've been at the kitchen table thinking about, geez, look at those bills and look at these clients and just how long is this disruption going to go on and am I going to make it? That might result in asking for a break on your lease or working on a deal with a vendor or collecting from a client that was a little past due. Negotiating is a skill. And up next on Lift As We Climb, we'll talk with Jennifer Buchholz about the ABCs of negotiating. This episode of Lift As We Climb is sponsored by The Expressory. Let your team and customers know you're thinking about them by sending a work-from-home care package in the mail from The Expressory. Thoughtful gifts conveniently shopped and shipped by your personal relationship-building concierge. Text the word HOME to 414-240-1315 for the Work From Home Care Package catalog sent instantly to your phone from the Expressory, your relationship-building concierge. Offer ends June 30th, 2020. And the LinkedIn Lifestyle, the secret recipe to attract the right people and build authentic relationships. Get daily content ideas, engagement activities, and profile hacks to stand out on LinkedIn. Market your business, make some noise, and become a LinkedIn star by leading the LinkedIn lifestyle. Visit linkedinlifestyle.com star to get the free report, Five Fatal Flaws in Most LinkedIn Profiles. It's free now at linkedinlifestyle.com star. And Cultivating Sales, the all-in-one CRM for sales and marketing. If you're tired of duct taping together six or seven programs to stay close to your customers, you need to know about cultivating sales. Texts, emails, sales funnels, calendars, a course builder, even a website builder, all inside cultivating sales. It does it all. And they have a secret discount just for Lift As We Climb listeners. Visit cultivatingsales.com slash lift to capture it. That's cultivatingsales.com slash lift. It's an unusual time, isn't it? Loads of uncertainty and a big disruption in our daily life. The result has been many of us being thrust into difficult conversations with landlords, suppliers, clients, and others. To be successful, and for some, to even keep the doors open, we have to be able to have tough conversations. Let's get some expert help from an eWomen member in Milwaukee. Jennifer Buchholz runs Excel and Flourish, a software training company, but she's also the senior lecturer for online and continuing education at the University of Wisconsin, Oshkosh, where she teaches negotiation. Jennifer, what are the ABCs of negotiating? Well, we really want to try and keep it simple. So just a quick overview. The ABCs are going to be ask, boundaries, and create. Easy way to remember it. So A is for ask, and it feels a little Sesame Street to do it this way, but it's really memorable. So A is for ask. What do you mean by ask? Well, you know, there's a lot of people who are 
in a situation where there's a lot of energy and emotion that are all bundled up and sometimes it just escapes. And you might be the person as a service provider that that is escaping too. And just because somebody's vented doesn't mean they're actually asking for any sort of accommodation. So if it's me and I'm the and I'm the asker, right? Like, oh my gosh, the world is kind of in this whole different turmoil and I'm not sure how I'm gonna pay my mortgage and I'm not sure how I'm gonna pay rent for my building and all of those things. And sometimes to process that, people are saying them out loud. Unless I'm asking for the supplier to help me, all I'm doing is venting. And I don't, I'm not really saying like, hey, can you do something for me? Instead, the ask is, I'm wondering if we can work something out. Now there's an ask, even if it's not a specific ask, a specific ask would then be, I'm wondering if you can give me a break on rent this month. There you go. That's, that's an ask. Now that allows you to make a decision about how to honor that ask or not. Does that make sense, Pat? Absolutely does. And I think it's common for folks to want to rush in and save someone when they're hurting. Is that what you mean by the ask? Don't take action until you hear the ask. Right. And, you know, we all want to be helpful and we want to, we have compassion for all these people that are going through all this stuff. And sometimes we're putting our own lens and our own filter on the situation that may not be the same as the person who's asking. So instead, like wait for them to like release all of that energy behind what's going on. And then if they're asking for something, make them ask. I, it, a rule for me in business and in networking and everything is like, I'm not going to help until somebody's asking. And I really like to apply that in negotiation as well. And I think that's important for the asker as well. If you want help for it, you got to ask because they may not just volunteer help to save you. Well, and when you as the asker have prepared an ask, that means that you've been thoughtful and you've thought you've considered what are some possible things I could be asking for? Really, is it like free rent or is it adding another month onto my the end of my lease or is it reduced rent for the next two months or whatever that is? Because just saying like, can you help me? If somebody asks me that, I'm going to say, what do you have in mind? And make the asker own the alternatives. Because again, if my response were, yep, I can give you a free month's rent, that might not be what they were actually trying to ask. That might have been way too generous. It might not have been generous enough. You just don't know. So get them to provide some options. There's one other thing I think is important, though. If you have a contract with someone and they ask, you can say no. Absolutely. Which is something I don't think a lot of people do because they want to help and they want to be kind and they want to have a great relationship. And those are all very valid things. But saying no is still an option. And knowing what you can and can't do is where we get to letter B. So A is ask, B is boundaries. Talk about boundaries when making that decision. That's exactly right, Pat. I mean, really, in, in a way, boundaries can be black and white. And if you think of boundaries when you're driving on the highway, you have an upper level speed limit and you have a lower level speed limit and people can kind of out, go outside of them, but you do have boundaries there. Well, same thing. A contract is an agreement that is a black and white. This is what we've said we do. And if needed, you can uphold the letter of that contract. It, you are not obligated to over accommodate. However, Again, in the spirit of what's going on, what are some other things that you can do? 
So you just want to know, first of all, as both the asker and the askee in these situations, what are you asking for? What's the top? What's the bottom? You know, in a negotiation, like for a car, you're going to have some of those numbers in that information and think of some creative alternatives that you can use to dig into it. But as, as a boundary, if I can't afford to give you one full month off of paying rent, but I think over the life of the next several months, I could allow that one amount to be gone. I can say, I can't give you that full month off, but what if we reduce your rent for the next three months by this amount? They still get that amount. It's just staggered differently. So those are alternatives too. Inside those boundaries, we know where we can and where we can't go. And then getting creative, that's what the C stands for, is being creative. And you say that that might be where people find their happiest place anyway. What do you mean by that? You know, sometimes it's not necessarily about the dollar amount. It's about the fact that you're treating people with all of these respect and you honor where they're coming from. And you say, let's figure this out together. Creative also implies that we're collaborating on this. It's okay. If I can't give you this again in the car situation, it's where they're throwing in the fun accessories or the, you know, the additional tow package or something, you know, perhaps again, it's taking a lot for somebody to ask for a financial consideration, especially. So instead say, well, what if I can help you out with groceries for the next few weeks or something like that? They might, their real issue might be, I just don't have money or, oh, you can use my Costco membership. Who knows? They're just, you don't really know what always the issue is when they're asking. They're just coming to you for, because they're using that money maybe to solve a problem and you might solve it differently. Make sure you ask, know your boundaries, Get creative if you have to, A, B, C. But D, E, and F, they all kind of go into some emotional areas. Can you just share what those are? Well, you know, it's really easy when we talk about conflict. It's really easy to focus on the right and wrong, the black and white, and focus on the facts. But the reality is that the emotion and the feelings are always there. And if you can deal with those things early, it's going to help. So the D is for dignity. The E is for empathy. The F is for, for fairness. And, you know, the more that you can treat people with those things, with dignity, with empathy and fairness right now, the better you're going to be able to retain them as a customer, the better they're going to support you as well as your business. It just matters. And this is really hard for people. And so, Again, I'm going to go back to they very likely wouldn't be asking if they didn't need to. So don't treat them like they should have known better. They should have done different. We're all in this one together. During the disruption, I think this is catching some people off guard. We're ready to negotiate when we buy a house. We're ready to negotiate when we're renting our office space. But right now we might be asking for help and we weren't ready to do so. If someone's listening and they're thinking, you know, I probably should call my landlord or I better call the credit card company, there's some shame and hesitance to doing that. What would you tell someone if they were in that situation? Well, the first thing is, if you need help and you're not willing to ask for it, don't be mad if you don't get it. So it's it. I encourage you to be planful about the ask. And oftentimes when I've entered in some really hard negotiations, I've had to negotiate a lot with um, home, home ownership um, disrepair 
with the previous owner. So I went through that a lot. And the book that I used was Difficult Conversations. I don't remember the author right offhand. Um, but I wrote out and there was the best part was for me was eliminating any blame. It's not my fault. It's not their fault. It's just the current situation. So we could depersonalize it and say, this is the situation. And the reality is, especially in like a landlord situation, if we can't figure something out, things could go bad. Like, I don't want to lose my tenants over this. I want this to be a long-term situation because losing my tenants is going to be a long-term loss of money for me. So instead, just saying, okay, I wasn't expecting this. Thanks for asking. I need a little time to think about it as well and give yourself as the person who's been asked some grace in the response. So take a step back, depersonalize it, plan for your ask and have some alternatives and give some grace. It's not just about the results. Style points do matter. It's a great reminder to think about the short term of what we need while still valuing our relationships for the future by handling this tough time with class. If you'd like to learn more about the ABCs of negotiating or about Excel and Flourish, Jennifer's contact information is in the show notes. Before we end the episode, I want to make sure you don't miss a few cool opportunities. Lift As We Climb is an international platform to share knowledge and advice to help e-women members on their million-dollar mission. If you have something that you'd like to share, I want to highlight members along with our premier success coaches, managing directors, and VIPs. Visit liftaswecliempodcast.com and you can apply to be on the show. What would you share that would help an e-women member? We're looking for advice and lessons on everything you can imagine when it comes to running your own business. So think about it and apply today. Also, we want you to stay in touch with the show so you don't miss a single episode. So let's do something. Grab your phone right now, shoot us a text, and you can become a Lift As We Climb VIP. Text the word LIFT, L-I-F-T, LIFT to 414-240-1315, and you'll get on the alert list. We'll announce new guests, and we're going to kick off some fun prize giveaways too, so hurry up and get in the club. Text that word LIFT to 414-240-1315, and you'll be registered in less than 30 seconds. Normal text and message rates may apply. This episode of Lift As We Climb is sponsored by The Expressory, your relationship-building concierge, the LinkedIn lifestyle, secrets and strategies to be a LinkedIn star, and cultivating sales, the all-in-one CRM for sales and marketing. I'm Pat Miller, the Idea Coach, and I'm a premier success coach for the eWomen Network, too. I'd love to talk to you. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you next week.